This week's episode is brought to you by The Polar Room. Chirotherapy is the newest trend towards achieving optimal health and beauty. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Hi guys and welcome to the Left of Field podcast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. I hope you enjoyed my chat so far. Today I'm really excited to bring you an honest and open chat I had with one of our up-and-coming para athletes. His name is Ben Sainsbury. Now, Ben's been through a lot. He became a paraplegic in 2017 after a really bad accident, but that hasn't stopped him. He is competing only in two sports, wheelchair basketball and kayaking. And yeah, he's a really great guy with such a positive outlook on life. And I loved how open and honest he was in sharing his story. So I hope you enjoy this chat. Ben, welcome to the Left of Field podcast. How are you going today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. What's your training schedule like at the moment? I know you've almost got nationals coming up. Are you feeling fit? Are you ready to go? What are you currently putting the body through? Why don't you give us a bit of an update? Yeah, so training pretty intense at the moment. Um, has been for a little bit as we had Tokyo selections not long ago. We're currently training eight sessions on the water paddling and then about three to four gym sessions a week and then a fair bit of cardio and heat chamber work, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's pretty intense and also a lot of physio and recovery, managing in- injuries in the body, but it's really good at the moment, yeah. Why don't you give us a bit of a rundown of your story? Obviously, you're now a para-athlete and a WA Institute of Sport athlete. How did you get to this position where you are today? Yeah, so first of all, I started, I was a motocross rider and then 2017 had an accident during training and, and broke my back with the bike landing on me and, and pretty much destroyed my back and yeah, I'm a T4 paraplegic. So um, it was about oh, probably just under 12 months after my accident, I got approached by a guy that played wheelchair basketball and he put me in contact with the waist coach, Brad Ness. He took me aboard and I played wheelchair basketball and, and got in with the waist squad and then ended up playing with the WA under-23 guys and we went over and won the under-23 Australian Championships in 2019 and then I played the men's league for the Red Dust Healers uh, that same year and then managed to get picked up on the under-23 Australian squad, head to Japan and the end of 2019 where we played the Kitakushu Cup but then at the end of 2019 I was introduced to Raman Anderson, the kayaking coach for WACE, and he gave me a shot and the opportunity to start canoeing. And I think straight away when I started it, I, I fell in love coming from a sport where I was an individual sport where it was all myself. I think I, I like that aspect again and started doing that. So that's where I got into kayaking and I've fallen in love with it and, and really enjoy it. That's a great story and there's a lot to unpack there. So we'll start from the beginning. Obviously a motocross rider and you had a lot of promise as a young kid. What did you love so much about that sport? Before I could walk, I was riding a motorbike and I think I did my first event when I was four. So it was in my family and, and just the adrenaline and the rush you get from it. And when everything's clicking, it just feels amazing when you're on, it's just you and that bike and Everything feels really good and it's really addicting. It didn't know, matter how many injuries I had, it just kept pulling me back into it. And still to this day, I love it. And uh, if I had the chance, I'd probably get back on and ride a bike, even though what's happened. But um, yeah, it's an addicting sport and it pulls you in and it's really fun. So have you ever had a chance to kind of get back on some sort of dirt bike in a way? 
Yeah, I've, I've rode quad bikes just around the property, um, my parents' property, but with being where I am as an athlete, I just don't think risk worth reward. It's worth getting back on a bike just at this time, but I think later in the future, it'll be something I want to do, modifying a bike and, and getting back on. It's great that you don't have that fear. Obviously, that crash was terrible and it's had a lasting effect. When did you realise the extent of your injuries? Yeah, definitely with the spinal shock is what I thought it was at first. Being told that it lasts 72 hours and that's when they'd have a better understanding with the swelling going down. And I think after that end of the 72 hours is when it, I still had no feeling and it, it kind of clicked that it, this is how it was going to be. And and it, as much as you deny it, it, it does. You, you kind of accept it in your own way with going through it. But yeah, it was pretty early on for me that I kind of accepted that this is how life was going to be and that I had to find a, a new enjoyment in life and, and just work through it and get through it. And was it hard for your friends and family or was it hard for you to come to terms with it? Yeah, definitely. I think for me personally, seeing the impact I had on my family, being such an independent person and then I really just, I was the, the rock of the family and at that time, I think I didn't show emotions. I was the strongest, strongest person through it all. Um, and in the long run, everyone kind of relied on me. And I, I think it brought the family in closer, but I definitely wouldn't have got through it if I didn't have the amazing support of, of my friends and family that I did. They were, they were amazing. Yeah. And how, so how long was the rehab? Yeah. So I was in, I was in Royal Perth at the start, um, I was in there for about three weeks and then got moved to Fiona Stanley and then I was in there for about three and a half months, which is pretty intense rehab at the start and then you start getting used to life, pushing your own limits and seeing what you can do and it's and then you get out of there and learn how to how to live with, with your disability and yeah, it's for the first few months it's I think the rehab doesn't doesn't stop once you get out of hospital. For the first few months it's still it's still going on, you're just at home. You obviously then, you know, decided you didn't want to just find a new normal. You wanted to challenge yourself and you picked up basketball. What drew you to competing, you know, in basketball as a para-athlete? Yeah, when the idea came to me to play basketball, I was a bit against it because coming from a, a motorsport of where I've come from and I wanted to get back into motorsports, but as soon as I tried basketball and I, I hadn't been in team sports really before and, and I think I, I did like that side of it. Being with the, the good group at, at Waste, they're a really good bunch of people and I think that's what made it more appealing to me is that it's the, such a team thing and, it, and it's really, it's when you have a victory, it's just all of you together and, and it was appealing from, from day one. Being so young, do you think it was also that mental connection that you made you know with the team and the support they were able to give you that helped you come to terms with your discipline now and the new way of life yeah definitely I think the team you really think you've got it hard and then once you get into the environment of being with other people that have deal with things sometimes it makes your own injuries sound like like nothing there's some people out there that have been through some very very intense stuff and and I think that's what made it easier for me to deal with my disability was getting life lessons from them and then also hearing their stories and, and what they've been been through made mine sound a little bit not so bad. Are you looking for a new way to boost your overall health, fitness and wellness? Why not give chirotherapy a go? 
Basically, it's a cool room you stand in in freezing temperatures for about three minutes. And afterwards, you feel amazing. Honestly, your muscles, your skin, and your overall health feels great. There are massive benefits to this type of therapy. And the Polar Room are offering all you listeners 20% off your first session. So why not go in and give this trend a go and see what you think for yourself? And with wheelchair basketball, you know, what is the most challenging part of the sport? I find it difficult playing basketball as it is and, you know, I'm not manoeuvring a wheelchair at the same time. What did you find difficult about picking it up? Oh, no, I definitely struggle and I probably probably still do. The coordination of dealing with a chair, which turns really quick and and it's a high-speed game with with also dealing with a ball and and stuff like that. And then also it's a lot of variations in disabilities. So you're versing someone who's just got a minor disability compared to some of us that are complete paras and it's, it's quite a range, but as a whole, you work really well together. And it can get quite brutal. There's a lot of chair banging out there. I mean, you guys don't take it easy. You don't give each other a lot of space, do you? No, no, it's very contact. I think that's one thing that brought me into it as well, coming from motocross, which is a very hard sport. I think, yeah, the brutal way of basketball, wheelchair basketball, makes it fun and makes it entertaining. And sometimes there's some pretty big kids out there. And you mentioned you do love the challenge of an individual sport, I guess, making yourself accountable. Is that what drew you to kayaking? Yeah, definitely. I think just ha- yeah, having the accountability on yourself, if, if you have a bad day, it shows in your results where wheelchair basketball is and being in a team is if you have a bad day, you can still walk away with that gold medal or you can have your best best day and the team just wasn't working together. So you, you'd come away with nothing. So I think where kayaking really brings out the way I want to be is the way whatever you've put into your training is going to prove your result at the end of the day. What kind of training do you do? What's your schedule like? Yeah, so unfortunately for me, at the Tokyo selections, I had a fair few struggles and wasn't able to make the squad. I just think mentally I I pressured myself way too much leading, leading into the competition and my training just didn't peak the way I wanted. And then at the competition itself, I... I got a bit sick. I couldn't sleep, which was which was all just my mind playing games on me. And then we had our own struggles with boat setup and stuff like that. So the event for me didn't quite go as well. But I was pretty proud to be put on the Tokyo long list. And then obviously I didn't make the full squad and make it to to Tokyo. But I still feel very proud to make it where I've got in such a short time. Yeah, no, it's really impressive. You haven't been doing it for that long. What has the role of sport then played in you you know moving your life forward since 2017 how important has sport been for you yeah I think sports sports massive it teaches you so much life lessons of even just what's happened at the last Tokyo selections just the the mental strength I feel like I've I've gained from that event is just crazy and it's made me a better person just everything I do with sport and the commitment to get up at 3.30 in the morning to go to training nearly every day is is something I'm quite proud of because I don't think I I would have been able to do it if I was just getting up to going to the gym when I had a nine-to-five job. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with where life is at the moment and I think it's um, it's only going to get better. So what's your next challenge then? How do you want to challenge yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think Paris 2024 is my goal to make the 
the kayaking squad there and, and hopefully COVID settles down a little bit and we can get some world championships in between now and then. Just to put on that green and gold has is, is always been a dream of mine from when I was growing up in, with motocross and now I'm in a different sport, but it's still the same goal and done it before with obviously wheelchair basketball and the pride you get when you put that uniform on is, is amazing and, and that's what makes me hungry. I just want to go out there and make people proud and, and show that it doesn't matter what life throws you, you can, you can still do some amazing things with it. How is Australia as a sporting nation supporting para-athletes? Is the programs out there good for up-and-coming athletes that want to strive for an Olympics or even just want to compete in a tournaments on the weekend? Yeah, I definitely think it's growing. Growing up, I didn't really know much about para sport. Now I'm around it. I definitely have done a bit of a research into it. And over the last 10 years, I'd say it's, it's really improved in what we're getting with the Paralympics being on the TV and, and, and everything like that. And it gets pushed nearly just as much as Ablebods. And I think there's still a little bit to grow in the up and coming of the pathways. But I know there's things in the pipeline and everything's getting better. And, yeah, is there anything you think the sport could do more of then to support and to foster, you know, growth for other para-athletes? Yeah, I, de- I definitely think it's hard. Para-athletes, there's just so much range. Speaking for experience, like with kayaking, it's hard to get a paraplegic just to jump in a kayak because, for me, I've had to have carbon seats moulded to me and stuff like that. So it's not an easy sport to jump into. And I know every sport has their diff- difficulties coming into it, but... But once they're into it, I know a lot of people fall in love with these sports and it's really something that the funding's there to get behind. So I think people should really jump on and and try these new things. So besides getting back into motocross maybe in the future, is there another sport you want to try your hand at? You sound like someone who wants to keep challenging yourself. Is (laughs) Is there another sport you think you could maybe give it a crack? I want to get into racing, maybe a little bit of cars, bit of desert racing in the buggies just to get back to the, the motorsports. But then also swimming a little bit appeals to me as I used to do it when I grew up, a fair bit with my sisters being competitive. Um, so that's probably another sport that I'd give a go. But at the moment, I want to keep my attention pretty much based on, on kayaking here and there. What stroke would you choose for swimming, do you reckon? What would be your go-to? Oh, I'm definitely a backstroke guy. That used to be my uh, bouncing between the lane roads would be uh, fun. Watch out, everyone in the pool. We might see you there as well. And so yeah. away from sport, what do you like to do in your spare time? Who Who is Ben? Yeah, definitely bush, bush boy. I like to still hang around, hang around mum and dad's property and full drive and, and get away and, and uh, connect to nature. I think that it's good for the mind and, and to chill out and, and get away from the world sometimes is, is nice. Have that time to yourself to... Think about what you're doing and, and where you're going in life. It's, um, I enjoy it. No, that sounds really great. And you've spoken about, you know, overcoming mental barriers and the pressure and all of that around sport and competing. Is there any words then that you like to live life by to kind of help you? Yeah, I definitely. I think I, I live by the motto, they weak to speak. I think, well, I definitely believe that you can't perform at your best with an unhealthy mindset. I think especially us athletes, we're, we're humans too and it's okay to have a bad day and, and the best way to deal with that is, is to talk to someone and I think it's definitely worth spending the time to, to find someone that you can really connect to and, and you feel comfortable talking to because it just makes life so much easier if you can, you can just be in a really, really good headspace. Yeah, no, that sounds great and I think we can all 
live life like that. Well, thank you so much for giving up your time to chat to us today. Good luck at Nationals and hopefully we'll see you out on a track racing sometime soon as well. Thank you very much. A big thanks again to Ben for giving up his time and being so open and honest with us. I hope you enjoyed his chat. He has such a zest for life that is quite inspiring and makes you want to get out there and just tackle every day because you don't know what could happen. So I hope he's inspired you as much as he inspired me. Please like, subscribe and follow the Left of Field podcast. We have a really snazzy website with all the details of all past episodes. So why not search leftoffieldpodcast.com.au and stay up to date. I'll be back again next week and goodbye.